episode 24 get out of here satan what up everybody back on it got my sister in the building yes sir got chris in the building yes sir trying to hold it should i hold it can you hear me <laughs> yeah. sorry new new mic everybody so we're getting busy tonight but um yeah i think y'all can hear me that's good yeah yeah straight now all right good volume let's do it all right let's start with a quick moment of prayer so close your eyes and bow your head dear god we just thank you for this time and we welcome you into this time god we ask that the holy spirit would flow through us and that you would use us as a vessel to spread your love and your message lord to those listening lord i pray you would prepare the heart of those listening and, and just Allow them to experience the love of Jesus tonight, God. In your my name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So tonight, the topic we're speaking on is trusting God, which can be hard at sometimes. Um, whether you're going through a tough situation or even sometimes it can be hard when you're going through some good stuff, when there's a lot of good going on, because it, it's easy to kind of push God out the picture and take your, your own will back, in a sense, you know, so... We're kind of just going to hit both sides of the story um, for whatever you're going through, for those listening, you know, just through whatever it is in the good times and the bad times. It's never a wrong time to praise Jesus. So just uh, prepare your hearts and let's uh, focus in for a little bit. And uh, the verse I wanted to start off with is Romans eight twenty eight, And it says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. So. That verse just stuck out to me because it sounds pretty sweet, you know. It's like, oh, God's going to work everything out. Everything's going to be all good. And people might take it the wrong way if they don't read the whole thing, you know. And it says, for those who love God, all things will work according to his purpose. So it doesn't mean it's always going to go the way we want things to go. You know, we may be in a situation that seems tough and we don't like it, but we have to understand that God's will is so much greater than anything we can understand. So we cannot lean on our own understanding. We have to have faith, knowing that he's doing what he sees fit in every situation. You know, so if you're in a, a hard season right now, things are going bad and you don't really see the light. It's time to really buckle down and stay faithful. You know, it's time to dive into prayer. It's time to dive into the Bible where you're going to hear his promises. And then by staying faithful, you're going to see them coming true. You know, and the most beautiful thing about God's will and his way is that even though it may not go how we want it to, it's going to be the best possible outcome because he is an all-knowing and all-powerful father who has nothing but our best interests at hand. And even in the times when we don't feel him, he's here and he's here with us and he has us in our hands. You know, in the Bible it says God's got the whole world in his hands, you know, and he knows each and every one of us. He made all of us. So don't eliminate yourself from the beauty of God's will. Even if, um, you know, you're in a tough time right now or even if you're in a really good time, it's, it's always important to praise God because we wouldn't even be here without him. And that's something that people overlook a lot of times. So it's just like kind of just a this is going to be a little bit of a humbling message, maybe a convicting message, but I'm excited to see where it goes. Oh, man. New Mike is crazy. Um, I don't know. Wally, <clears throat> whenever he asked me about, to be honest, I thought we had already done a Trust God uh, episode. But so like I had to like look through a bunch of stuff. But while he asked me what I wanted the topic, what I figured the topic should be, and I just like went on like one of my Bible apps, and the thing that came up it was Philippians four six through seven, and it says, "Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus." Um, for like my understanding, it's Every time I have fear and 
any type of anxieties, um, my solution for it's always been just trusting in God. Most of the time when I'm afraid and, and uh, you know, unsure, I think, of, like, the future or unsure of my situation or does God really have me, it's, like, my – that's usually, like, the issues that I don't – I don't have all this faith that God's really got control of my life and the situations, right? Or I feel that, like, I'm not really giving it all over to Him, you know. And for this exact reading, right, it's saying – by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving and supplication, I looked it up, is just humbly humbly asking for something, right? And then it says, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds. So it's like, it's saying, you like, in a time of, you know, because really it's like hard times and I'm not going to trust God, you know, when things are not going my way. It's really easy for me to trust God if, if like, you know, everything is going exactly how I'd want it to go. It's whenever, you know, God's maybe putting a challenge in my life or, I don't know, something that's going against what my plans are for my life, right, that I start to question, you know, is he really got his best interest, right? Does God really have the best interest for me in these other things? That's why it's nice that it says in this verse, right, to I still make requests for, for what I want, but like we've talked about it before. It's still always, but thy will be done, and it doesn't say that I, it says make the request, but it doesn't say that God's going to give you your request. It just says the peace of God, right, will guard my heart and my mind, you know. And that's, like, that's been very true for me is, is like, I don't know, in times of, of pain, it's like I can always, you know, I can always get on my knees and pray. And uh, it's not that the situation, my external situation doesn't necessarily change, but I just know that. God is for me basically right I can always feel the presence of God and then just feel okay with like how things are you know I think growing in my faith has like really got me to a point where it's like you know in hard times like when everything feels crazy around me or you know it isn't going my way it's like I just can always get to a point where it's like I know God like I do know God is for me right which was not the case like in the beginning of the relationship it's a lot of times where it's like does he really want what's best for me? You know, I quit trusting. Like I, I do quit trusting God's plan. And that's when I start to take my will back. You know, like I start to say, maybe I have the, I have a better idea than what God is trying to do in my life. And I try to force my will into something, you know, and then I make a, a situation a lot worse when in reality, it's like, if I just let God kind of work in my life, it's like, I, I will have the, the gifts that he's trying to give me, you know? Um, but yeah, no, I just, I don't know. Trusting in God is like a super, I think, powerful message to have. I I surprised that we hadn't done it already, to be honest. But um, I didn't plan nothing to say, so we'll see how Holy Spirit about to lead it. Do you think you can hold this? Sorry, I haven't. I'm tired, bro. I haven't done a podcast like this, so. I'm not used to all this, but my brother didn't say my name. I'm Anna, by the I way. Did say your name. Did you I? said oh, my sister's sister. here. Right. <laughs> and then it was just quiet. So I'm Anna. But um, when my brother asked me about doing something on trusting God, I had a lot of like personal stories with my own testimony and also just my family's testimony, my brother's testimony, um, where I've seen the goodness of God and the fruits of fully trusting him. But then today in my Bible plan, um, I was reading in Exodus chapter three, and it's essentially talking about how when God first called Moses, so Moses had just 
killed an Egyptian um, and other people had seen him and had essentially called him a hypocrite. And then he kind of went to a lowly place, was a shepherd, um, found his wife that way, all of that stuff. But then God comes and meets Moses and is explaining to him what's going to happen over the course of his time. And um, God says to Moses, he says, Then the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. I know their sufferings. And I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, and just goes on and on. But um, when I was reading that this morning, I was thinking about the first thing that honestly popped into my mind. I'm in college right now, and I go to a secular university, and there's a lot of people that you just walk on the campus and you just feel like a weight of darkness and heaviness. And even walking around, like people don't look at each other. People don't smile. People are just looking down on their phones, doing whatever, and you can just tell that there's so much confusion, whether it's identity, gender, um, sexuality, whatever it is. But I automatically thought of all my classmates and just the people that I see at USF. And I think a lot of times we're not willing to trust God because we don't have the patience to wait for him to answer something. And I was thinking about just reading that passage. I was thinking about how the course of all of our lives, the course of history would be so, so different if Moses wasn't willing to wait and see what God said. Um, and trust God in the process because Moses wasn't a man that like had everything together. He had just killed someone. He didn't really have like his actual parents in the picture. He was raised by Pharaoh's daughter. And so like there's all these opportunities for his identity to be confused, for um, his faith to maybe be shaken and to not fully trust God. But in that moment, his trust in God and really just coming to him with a pure offering of like, God, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I trust you. And God saying to him, I see the affliction of my people and I just need you to keep moving forward. I think that's the whole point of trusting God and just kind of seeking him at whatever place you're at. Because I think there's a difference between trusting God when things are hard and when things aren't hard and you're like you're going through a really great season or a season where you're bearing a lot of fruit um, or saying a lot of answered prayers, I think that's more of like discipline in seeking God. It's not so much trusting God because you're seeing the fruits of your labor and all of that. Um, so I just thought that passage was a really unexpected way of seeing that God just wants us to wait and let him answer. And that's kind of like the whole concept of trust in and of itself. Like that? Anything else? I mean, for now. That was just kind of going off what you guys said. Until next time. Thank you, Anna. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I like that. I like how you talked about the the waiting, you know, and and kind of being patient and and kind of seeking out what God's got for you because that's something that really nobody wants to do, right? We kind of want everything on our own terms, on our own timing, and we look at God's will sometimes as like an inconvenience because it's not what we want which is really selfish, you know, because it's like we're looking at this almighty, infinite God, and we're like, bro, what are you doing? You know, we question. We're so quick to question and instead of being so quick to trust and, and to continue to move faithfully as he's called us to do, you know. And and just um, this is something they talked about last week at church, and it really just kind of perfect segue from what Anna said. It was talking about um, Abraham and his wife Sarah and basically like, they wanted to have a kid, but Abraham was like 
80-something years old, and his wife was dumb old, too, like 70-something, and they didn't believe that God was going to give them a kid, even though God told them, you know, like, I'm going to give you a kid in, in my time, not in your own time. And so what what did they do? They did what most of us would do. We would take things into our own hands. And so Sarah decides to let Abraham impregnate his uh, one of their, like, servants. Um, her name was Hagar. And so basically... Because they didn't want to wait for what God was going to bless them with, they decided to do what they saw fit. And what did that cause? A whole bunch of chaos. And it's still, that chaos they started still comes into today, into this, like, current time we live in. But basically, so he ended up getting her pregnant. And then Sarah obviously gets real jealous, gets real angry at her. And then they're they're fighting and they're, you know, how how be baby mama drama. super down bad a lot of stress but um she decides to run away and so she runs into the woods and she doesn't know what she's doing you know and that's kind of a place where a lot of us have been at we're kind of just we decide to run away from our problems and we get lost you know we don't we don't know what to do and then we might try to call back on god even though you know he had made us a promise from the beginning but we didn't want to wait and see that promise be fulfilled we decided to do what we wanted to do and so when she goes into the woods basically an angel um encounters her and tells her like look i got you you're taken care of this is my plan for you and you know walk along the the road that i've laid out for you from this point even though you messed up i got you on the onto the, the next thing and so she does and she goes faithfully back into you know walking how god wanted her to and you know things started to get a little bit better for her it started it obviously got a little crazy but I just thought that was so cool because it's like, especially for me, you know, like I had the upbringing of like a Christian household, you know, and parents and grandparents who wanted me to walk along a certain way because it's what the Bible says and it is shown fruit in their own life. And that's all they wanted for me was nothing but the best. Right. But me not liking what this big God had for me, I decided to take things into my own hands. And I ended up in a lot of situations that, you know, weren't really that great. And so sure enough, once I get in the woods, I'm like looking everywhere for God because everything in my life's messed up and I don't know what to do. And, you know, I'm kind of like a, reaching out to God like it's a lifeline, like it's, it's a life raft instead of the boat that's going to take me to safety, you know. And so I'm trying to grab onto this life raft and sure enough, boom, he pops up and here he is. And then now I got this relationship with him. But what I didn't understand was that even before I had the relationship with him, he was always there with me. You know, and he has he had never left my side. He was just protecting me through the chaos I brought upon myself, you know. And a lot of times when we look at the chaos we've brought into our own life, we try to blame it on God. When in reality, he already told us what we needed to be doing. And he made these promises of a beautiful life that would come if we would just literally listen to his word. If we would get into the community, if we would pray and seek out his his will, you know. Because like Chris was talking about, when we bring the requests of our heart, if they're good and pleasing to him, you know what I mean? He's going to he's gonna grant those requests. And that's the thing we don't understand. Like, a lot of the things that people pray to God about are not what he wants for us. And so he's not just a genie who's going to give you whatever you want. He's going to give you what he sees fit. But he's also going to provide you the tools to get through whatever he brings to you, you know? And that took me straight into the, the armor of God. And that's um, in Ephesians 6, and it's 10 to 18, so I'm just going to read that real quick. It says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. 
For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Therefore put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, which, with which you can extinguish all flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. So right there, bro, he, he tells us, he tells us exactly what we need to be doing when this dark evil world tries to swallow us up, you know, and it's really just up to us to, to put on the armor, you know, he's not going to do everything for us. God is a, a gentleman, like many people say, and he's not going to force himself into your life, but he's always going to be there for you. You know, that armor is just sitting on the shelf waiting to be put on. And the minute we put it on and we truly start walking in that truth that he's laid out for us, that's when we see change start to happen, you know, like when it said, um, let me get to it real quick long little verse but um with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace the gospel his word you know if we're rooted in his word we're prepared for what this world's going to bring at us in every situation there's going to be a story in the bible that you can lean on that's going to bring the peace and the the comfort that chris was talking about it's also going to bring you the joy because it's like dang these people are going through some real tough stuff but guess what God brought them through it, you know. It was some stuff that we may not we we may not be able to go through on our own, but God's going to carry us through that, you know. He's going to carry us in times when we can't walk. And then it take up the shield of faith. Faith is like literally that's what it's all about. We got to believe that he can and know that he will deliver us, that he will carry us, that he will break the chains, you know what I'm saying? That whether that's uh heartbreak, a bad breakup or something, whether that's addiction, if you're addicted to drugs, alcohol, porn women money whatever the case may be like that faith is what's going to break that 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 chain the bondage that you're, you're attached to you know and then the helmet of salvation which is the word of god back to the bible boom he's telling you he's like look all all you need all these answers all this satisfaction pleasure you're looking for is in my word just open it up you know and then most importantly we got to be praying we got to be praying not just for ourselves god please get me out of this situation no, it's like, God, advance your will in this situation, Lord. You know what I mean? Just just really, whatever you see fit, I'm going to be here. I'm going to stand firm. I'm going to stand on the rock that you've laid out, knowing that God got me, you know? Jesus laid down his life so that I could still be here, so I could still do my best to stand on the rock. But then it also says, keep on praying for the Lord's people. And I've noticed in my life, like, in times when I can't really see what God's doing in my situation, me just constantly being like, God, uh, I don't really know what's going on right now. It doesn't really get me anywhere. But what grows my faith in those times is praying over the people in my family, my friends, you know, the people in my church community, the people that come into the barbershop. Because then it's like, boom, I get out of myself and I get into this humble humble servant position that, that God has called us to. You know, it's like I got to really become less so that God can become more. And that's when I see the results. You know, that's when I see the fruits coming true. And that's why I see, like, like God's really moving, you know, but sometimes it just takes that faith. And the faith only comes when we're, we're staying true in those those hard times. You know, that takes me to one of my favorite verses. Anytime someone asks me to pray, 
like for them or, or over them or over their situation, you know, I just always point out to them that Romans eight eighteen, you know, and it basically says like, um, what we're suffering now is nothing compared to the glory that God has for us. So it's like, yeah, we're going to go through it. There's going to be hard times, but it's like, look at Jesus's life, you know, look at the apostles life, look at the disciples life. You know, they, they went through it. They went through some hard stuff, but they kept their faith. And even in times when they didn't, you know, look at Peter denying Jesus. Look at Judah, was Judah, Judas? Judas, Judas, <laughs> Judas, Judas done turned his back on Jesus for a little, a little piece of silver. You know, that boy was broke as a joke. But guess what? He probably still up in heaven. I don't know. No. Ah, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Don't, don't be selling out. But no, nah, God's always here for us. And we just got to stay true to him, you know, no matter what the circumstances. We can't let our circumstance determine our faith. Or else we're going to be just one foot in, one foot out Christians. And that's a big thing the Bible warns us about is, like, you want to be one foot out, one foot in, one foot out. Like, you can be two feet out these gates. You're going to be in hell. Wow. Hell yeah. That was a course. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's fire. Uh, I think that's, uh, that was, that was what I was going to, just that, though, the talking about having pain. I think, like, one thing that's. I don't know, because it's, it's talked about a lot, you know. It's like when you bring God into your life, it's like you get all these gifts, right? But it's, I don't know, at least my experience has been that it doesn't remove all the, it doesn't remove all the problems from my life. It's really just given me, I don't know, it's put purpose and meaning in my life. And, you know, I can't find peace in, in, in the storm. And, you know. And it's all just through, like, that, that presence, that relationship with God. But I still have, like, problems and things come up where it is times, you know, that are difficult, like, different trials and tribulations, you know, like Wally's saying. And, uh, you know, I think it's, like, one thing you can get from, like, a lot of Paul's, like, letters is, like, he'll be in prison writing these letters. And, like, you know, he's not like, dang, God, like, why you got me locked up right now? You know, it's just, like, he knows it's, like, for the, the glory of God that that this is part of God's plan for, you know, advancing his kingdom, you know. And so he's not like, you know, he's not writing these letters like, y'all need to come break me out of here. Like, this is nonsense. This is crazy. Help me. He's just like, he, you know, he's just like literally just continuing to, to advance the kingdom, right, in, in his position that he's in, which is crazy if you think about it because, you know what I mean? Like, we don't advance the kingdom, like, and we're not even in prison, you know what I'm saying? And, dang, that's crazy, but... Um, yeah, my brain sometimes, but anyway, yeah, yeah, so the, it's, it's like, um, for like me, it's like looking back on, so it's like really easy, I think, I can look back on a bunch of different times when it was like I was questioning God, and then it's like, because it's from the past, I can see that all of it had a purpose and a meaning, you know, looking back through, like, so times when it was like, you know, I don't understand why I'm in this position or I'm in this place or you know this person has been put into my life that I don't really like or something like that like I can look back and see that there was a, a meaning behind it right like that maybe God grew me as a person because of it or maybe there was kingdom advancement or glory more glory to God or you know there was always a reason for any type of, of pain I was put in it's not like God just you know he's not it's not in our God is like is good right but being right, being that he is good, it's like sometimes he's going to do things that don't, don't make sense to me 
as a honestly has he done anything ever that has ever made sense right like even just jesus right like that doesn't make sense that he sent his son to die for what i did right and then his son was blameless and, and then ends up getting on a cross like even like our biggest part of like our whole our whole faith is is makes no sense right and so it's like when things aren't making sense in my life it's probably because there's something that is going correct you know I, and I should just trust it, right? Like, it's just God is working whatever whatever he wants to to make him Him look more more beautiful, you know? Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Straight. Thanks. <laughs> um, that time? Well, first, I was thinking about as you were reading my mind went a few different places first when you were talking about hagar um what's his name abraham that's who you're talking about yeah abraham's mistress i think an important part of that story is when she's in the wilderness she's praying to god and i i believe it's hagar that says it in conclusion like after praying she says you are the god who sees me like after she prays and after god gives her more clarity on her direction what will happen with her and abraham's son all of that stuff, the generations to come, um, even though it isn't ideal because, yes, like she had a child out of wedlock. It created strife between her and Sarah. And to put it in like layman terms, she now doesn't have a job like she was just cast out into the wilderness. She was their servant. Now she doesn't have a job. She has a kid on her own. But even after that, she comes to the conclusion that like you are the God who sees me. And that's a perfect example of her circumstances not looking ideal, but her still trusting God and the fact that he sees her. Um and then, Chris, you went to Paul and his letters and just kind of how he consistently was hoping for the gospel to be advanced even while in prison. And in Colossians, there's a portion where um, he's just writing in conclusion to the church of, I don't know how to say it, but um, he says, at the same time, pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am in prison. And in that, like he's giving them instruction of what to do next because he's in prison and his instruction isn't like pray for me pray for my circumstance he's telling them to pray for more opportunity for the word of christ to be spread and so i think like that's super important that when you're in a prison when you're in like you know metaphorically or physically i don't know but um to be praying like for god's will to be furthered sometimes i think we can make prayer and trusting god so inwardly focused when in the Bible, I can only recount like one time in the Gospels where Jesus is praying for himself. And that's when he says, God, not my will done, not my will be done, but yours. And it, I mean, it wasn't, it didn't change. Like he did have to die on the cross and all that stuff, but he still did it. And so I think like surrender in your prayers and entrusting God is really important because if not, you're consistently going to be let down and you're not even going to get to actually know the character of God because you're just focusing on yourself. Um, and then when you were talking about Harrison and Romans, um, in Romans chapter five, verse three, it says, oh, wait, no. Yeah. Five, three. It says not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And so I think like there's so many layers to trust, but knowing that there is so much fruit that comes from trust, not only in the joy and hope it produces, but also in the character that it builds within you. Like I know 
at least for our family, we were all so spiritually developed in the time where like you were coming to your sobriety. And even before then, like, I'm trying to think of the timeline. It was my freshman year of college, I think, so like two, three years ago. Um, I just began my faith and like started to understand what it meant to pray. And this was one of the first verses I actually read. Um, and I remember my eyes being opened and just being like, wow, like God is saying this and like, this is what he thinks of me and this is what he wants for me and this is what he wants for my family. And then that became like such a core verse in me not giving up and truly trusting God with that things were going to change for your, for your life, that things were going to change for our family and all of that. Um, but it wasn't immediate at all. Like I had to con- continuously look back and be like, okay, this is giving me endurance. And like, I can see the character it's producing in me. I can see the hope that it's bringing in my life. And I remember during that portion of my life when you were still struggling with a lot of things, um, addiction and whatnot, the only thing that like I would ask for as a prayer request, people would say, cause I was, I mean, I still am very involved in the church, but I was at that point, you know, at the beginning of your faith, you're involved in everything. So I was serving every single night of the week. I was at every single Bible study. And anytime someone asked for prayer requests, the only prayer request I would say was pray for my brother. I want him to come back to Jesus and I want him to be free of any addiction, any bondage, whatever. And that was the only thing. And every time someone asked and people would ask, like, how's your brother doing? How's your brother doing? And no one like had ever met him or seen him or anything. But so many people were so invested in your life and I just and I I was the one that got to see that like it wasn't instant and it wasn't immediate and that I had to continue trusting and then you know a few months later or a a year later whatever it was um you came to know Jesus again for yourself but I just can't help but tie all of that together and think like if our prayers and trust in God aren't focused on God's will and what he wants for our life and for the people around us their lives then in the end, like, it, it has no point, you know? Um, so, I don't know. I think that's what I got for now. That's lit. that's lit. Yeah, I didn't even know that. That's fire. They were probably like, your brother's a baser. He's a crackhead. <laughs> He's yeah, mon Your brother's yeah. mon great. No. Oh, crystal meth. <laughs> <laughs> crystal meth. No, I didn't smoke no crystal meth. That's crazy. I banged crystal meth. <laughs> no. Still, when people see us now, they can't believe that we're really. Yeah, because I'm just so handsome. <laughs> no, but I, I like that. And that's that's such a cool, you know, that's like the, the coolest thing about God. You know, he's going to reveal stuff to you at his time, you know, because I, I didn't ever even hear that. I didn't know that. And that's really cool to hear, too, because it's like, you know, when you see the community of God's people coming together and gathering around somebody, like that's when the true breakthroughs and miracles happen. You know, that's such a cool thing. I've seen as I've grown closer with those I go to church with, you know, not just like seeing them on Sunday and then being like, oh, what's up, bro? Everything good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I'll see you next Sunday. It's like we get to grow and connect with each other and we got we get to see each other's struggles and we get to see what everyone's going through and we get to pray through them. You know, we get to surround them when times get hard. And then whenever things start to look up and get better, like that's when you see the fruit of the spirit coming to life. You know, that's when you see like dang, like, those prayers really, like, you heard them, God, and that's that's fire, like, because sometimes, you know, we get in this place where we're just praying all these words, and we're just saying all this stuff, and then, like, I do it all the time. Sometimes in the morning, I'm just checking the box, like, oh, I got to hit my knees and pray this morning so that I can have a good day, and then whenever I pray like that, you know, you could tell because I'm just trying to 
say a bunch of random words. I'm saying words I don't even know what they mean. And it's like, no, bro, we're not robots for God. You know, we're called to be servants of God and lovers of God. You know, we're supposed to be walking in his image, you know, and in his word it even says, like, don't be just saying a bunch of words like the pagans when you're praying. You know, it's like, no, nah, like, lock in, bring the request to your heart. And even in, in the Sermon on the Mount, like we were talking about last, like, last two weeks, is Jesus tells us, like, look, this is how you're supposed to pray. If you can't get nothing out, just say the Lord's Prayer. You know, it's just, let me say it, should I say it? What the Lord's prayer. prayer. It's quick. A little, little piece, a little quick. It's like, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So that's just nice. like, sometimes that might be all you can get out. You know, you might just find some little prayers that you really latch onto. And, you know, in those times when that's all you can get out, like God's more than pleased with that. Cause you know, there are going to be times where we're going through this spiritual warfare, where we're, we're battling things of this world and it don't feel like we can really get any words out. And sometimes you say those prayers, but sometimes it's okay to just sit with God. You know, sometimes I feel like the most like fruitful moments with, with God, the most intimate moments are when I just sit there with him, you know, I'm just on my knees and I'm just like, Sometimes all I could say is God, you know, but the more I say God, the more I say Jesus, and I say I love you and I thank you and I just, you know, just giving him the praise and worship he deserves. It's like that's when I'm truly growing closer to him and that's when I'm building that personal relationship that he wants because he wants us to know him, you know, and he wants to know us. But he doesn't just want us to be like clock workers clocking in. We're doing our work and we're spreading the gospel and we're doing all this stuff and then our spiritual tank is empty, you know, he wants that tank to be full and he wants us to be doing these things out of a place of loving him and wanting to serve him, you know, and that's just the cool thing about like, like I was saying about prayer, like in the times when we feel like we can't say nothing in Romans eight twenty six, it says in the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So basically what I took from that was just like, look, in those moments when I can't think of nothing to say or I can't say nothing, it's okay to sit there because because I've accepted Jesus and I now have the Holy Spirit living in me. The Holy Spirit is going to speak to God on my behalf. And God hears it. He knows it. He knows what's in my heart. He knows the thoughts that are going crazy in my head that I can't really bring to him, you know, because sometimes I may have a hard day. And I, I'm on my way home. I don't want to listen to no music. I don't want to watch a podcast. I don't want nothing going on. I just want to sit there and be still. And in those moments, I'm I'm not really looking to pray. You know, I don't really want to say a lot of words because I said a lot of words during my day. I had to talk to people I don't really want to talk to. And so it's like now it's my time to be with God for a second. And it's like, dang, bro, I'm sorry. I don't got no words for you. But the comfort is I know the, that he, he hears what's in my head and in my heart. But more importantly, the Holy Spirit is connecting me to him and is allowing that that connection to flow those words to flow that i can't really get out you know and that was just such a cool thing to me to to you know kind of learn and that i only learned that because you know i got into his word you know i had to start somewhere so i jumped into romans and it's like bro romans is lit it really just gives you a good little guide on how to i love romans every podcast that's really like that's 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 pretty much all i got for right now just the Romans. The rest is, I read too much, so I don't remember where else everything is. But Romans, I got that locked in. So it's like, you know, 
with time and with more more spending time in his word, you know, putting on that armor, I'm going to learn more stuff. And then eventually I'll be talking about all the books. And then watch out. Watch out. Me and Francis is going to be out there locked in. <laughs> no, I definitely like the talking about the prayer um, and like getting like asking for requests. This dude, he told me the story. And he said that uh, like he says that he compared like prayer and like reading scripture and like all that other stuff. He compares it to like he says when you're like a kid and you go and uh, your dad asks you to like help you come work on something. And uh, it would be faster, right, for your dad to work on it by himself, right? He's asked you for tools. You don't know what the tools are. He's got to teach you a bunch of stuff, all that other stuff. But it's not so much about you being there to help, but it's just that it's spending time with him, you know. And it's like, oh, you know, you always, like, God already knows, like, like I'd always say, like, God already knows what's on your heart, what's on your mind, and all that other stuff. He just wants you to tell him, you know, and it's kind of like, if you're like when you're really upset and you don't want to talk to nobody and people are like yo are you straight and you're like i'm fine and it's like they know there's a problem so they try to talk to you about it but you don't tell them nothing so it's like yeah they know right it's like someone can know that there's something wrong without you but you don't talk to them about it right like it it's still an importance i think of really opening up to god and and being like the intimacy of actually telling him right like in that prayer like and really knowing, too, that, like, the God of the universe is actually up there listening. You know, I had to, like, sometimes it just hits me sometimes. Like, I was praying today. Like, people get me angry. So, like, my biggest thing for, like, when I'm mad is just, like, like prayer, like, always kind of, like, I don't know, calms me. And then, you know, I can see the bigger picture. And then, like, real, I don't know. It's just, like, it always, like, puts things into perspective for me, you know. And today I was, like, I got angry today. And I said a prayer. And it was, like. I really felt that, you know, God really in that moment was actually listening to what I was saying. You know, it's not always like that. It's not always that like deep connection, but I really felt that in that moment, um, which that's all I was to say about prayer. But like one thing that, uh, you know, for me, like the thing that happens when it comes to it's fear, like I get afraid and it's my reaction to rely on my own self. You know, and it was something I talked to with Wally about. It wasn't long ago. Like, you know, he was talking about, uh, I don't know, just, it was, a he had an issue. We we just chopping it up, really. But it always, it stands out to me. It's like, I can say, like, okay, I trust in God, but still, like, have the idea in my head that he's going to do what I want him to do. And this dude was in, like, he said, he told me, he said, when you pray, sometimes God says yes, sometimes he says no, sometimes he says wait, and sometimes he says I got something better, you know, and it's like sometimes I'll be like, all right, God, I trust you because in the back of my head, I'm like, he's going to do, it's almost like subconscious, like I don't really th- feel like I'm thinking that way, but I'm like, he's going to do what I want him to do, whether it be today or tomorrow, but it's, you know, my way is still going to happen rather than just like whatever your will is, right? Like I do have a plan for my life. I feel like anybody does. Like, I have a plan for what my life should look like in, like, 60 years, you know. And God's plan is going to be, like, it is right now completely different from what I have pictured in my head, you know. And getting to the point where I can accept that because I, you know, like, I know that God really knows what's best for me, you know. Not to where I feel like I need need to, 
I need to do something about my life, right? So because I know it's better than God, you know, but really just handing it over and just like whatever my life ends up being, being okay with that, you know, and then just continuing to walk like in that faith, you know, which is really easy to say, to be honest, because it's like, you know, even like our friend, like he, this past like week, dude, had like a horribly like, like a bad thing, really bad thing happened, you know, and his, his plan was not that, right? Like if God would have, you know, it's crazy. It's like, if God asked, were to ask you before he did something real crazy in your life, right? Like, Hey, you straight with me doing this, you know, you're instantly be like, hell no, dude. Right. And it's like, but God doesn't do that. He didn't come down there and ask like, you know, our boy, like, Hey, you know, I'm about to, it's gonna be a very painful like thing that I'm about to do to you. You cool with that? He went ahead and he did it right. Because God knows what's best. Right. And because it's just happened last week, it's like, we still don't know what's to come of it. Right. Like we don't know what, what good God's going to be able to do. A little good already happened actually, because we all got to go over there on Tuesday. Me and Wally were over there. We were, you know, like as bad as the thing as it was, it was still an opportunity where we got to, we read scripture we prayed over that Wally prayed over the house. Like I did a little five minute, not even like 30 second sermon. <laughs> yeah. Real quick in and out. That's all you need, bro. That's all you need. Right. But it's still like, it was still like a opportunity for growth, you know, as far as growing closer to God and then growing together as like brothers, you know, but it's like, you never see none of that. You know, it's like, you just notice that like, Hey, I had a plan that this was how things were going to go. And now it's not going that way. And I'm scared, you know, and then I act out and like, self, like I take my will back and I start acting out in self to like fight it, to like get it to, you know, go back to how I want it to be. You know, whenever it's like, Sometimes I just got to put my hands up and say, I have a sovereign God who has all the power and who loves me and is for me. So whatever his will is, like, like let's let it be. Yeah. Got to hold that thing. Is it heavy, dude? Um, you got anything? I don't think so. Do you have, like, something you want me to answer or say specifically? You got any questions? We got any questions for this <laughs> week's... <laughs> I do a lot of This you. week's guest. Well, I mean, because you have to keep in mind... Your podcast doesn't have girls on it, so like, there's never really as girls guys, in like, here. think about um, a question for a girl, dude. Question for a girl for all the ladies out there. If <laughs> you want to, no, if you want to phone in any questions <laughs> for next week, we should do that. That'll be lit. Yeah, you should, do should get an email. We're gonna, we're gonna get it. We're gonna get an email for our page, <laughs> and no. you can email us any prayer requests or any That's questions crazy, you got. Yeah, that would be lit. That. Uh, might get wicked. Get a phone. Get like a little flip phone. Yeah, we're gonna get a little flip phone. Just give Chris a call at any time. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you really caught me on that one. Um, any questions for the ladies? For me, it's not ladies. <laughs> for the lady in the room. Mm. It's crazy that we did 24 episodes without, like, a... Yeah, we've never had a girl. You re- you're the first one. That's crazy. Making history. You're making history. Shout out, sis. <laughs> um, no, we'll have you back on, and we'll do we'll do questionnaire. We'll think of some questions before. But you don't got anything else? Um, anything else that's on your heart you just want to say? You want to get out? <laughs> All the above. No. No? I don't think so. All right, it's past her bedtime, so we're going to let her tune out. Um, <laughs> Chris, you got anything else? Well, you're done, too? No, I mean, I, I keep going. No. <laughs> we, can, we, can, we can clock out. We that's clock. the earliest. That's the quickest. Yeah, but I think it was good stuff. I mean, yeah, I, fire. I, I prepared real well for this, so I could keep going. Um, you got. I mean, do you want to say anything else, Chris? <laughs> <Just close it. laughs>
right, all right. I'm just making sure, you know, whatever. I guess the spirit's saying, hey, shut it down. Shut it down. Fuck out. It's been a long day. God's up there, like, guys, it's been a long day. I'm actually already taking a nap. No, God don't ever rest. God never stops working, never stops moving. He rests on the Sabbath day. But Jesus didn't. Jesus was grinding. Jesus he grinded on that Sabbath. Sabbath so if you're real legalistic with your <laughs> views of Christ, Jesus was grinding and his disciples were grinding on the Sabbath. So don't try to tell me I'm tripping, okay? Yeah, but basically, you know what? The only thing the only thing I, I wanted to say is also... <laughs> I'm not done. I got one more point I wanted to make and then we'll close it out. So let's lock in for just one more second. Please quiet down, Anna. I'll call your mom. Um, yeah, but the last thing I wanted to say is kind of just about, you know, how we talk about sometimes we'll distance ourselves from God. Um, just because, you know, it's kind of what our flesh runs to. It's what, the, it's what the enemy wants us to do, right? So, like, the devil's here to kill, steal, and destroy. And he's he's grinding, you know? So we got to make sure we're working harder than the devil or else he's going to get us. And he's going to get us distanced from God in a way that, like, it's going to be real hard to, to get back locked in. But it's important to know, like, we are human. We're going to make mistakes. And even though we're called to walk in, in the image of Jesus and of God and, you know, to be full of the Spirit and bearing fruit, there's going to be times when we aren't. And that doesn't mean that we're not necessarily doing something right or we're messing up or we're deserving of the wrath. Like, you don't need to be watching out for lightning. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just really, it's like, look, when things get hard, that's time to really buckle down, you know. When things get hard, it's not a a, a reason to kind of step away from the faith. It's a, it's a should be motivation to dig in deeper, you know, to really buckle down and get into His Word, to get into prayer, to get into community, lean on other people, and most importantly, lean on God, knowing that His will is going to be done whether we like it or not, you know. So it's like the last thing I wanted to read was just it's from Philippians 4.19, and it says, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of His glory in Jesus Christ. So we're always going to be taken care of. We have everything we need when we have Jesus. You know, if Jesus is all you got, you got everything. Literally, it's like that's all we need. You're going to see homeless people that have absolutely nothing, but they got the Holy Spirit in them. They have accepted Jesus, and they're more joyful than the the person with all the money you watch and like their pictures and, and stalk their girlfriend's Instagram and all this crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying? There's there's people. I'm just keeping it real. We keep it real right here. What's the dude's name? Who? That stalks someone's Instagram. <laughs> Bro, I mean, it's, it's real. People do that. Stalk someone's girlfriend. You know you've been Instagram stalking. Gr- that's what girls be doing. That's the question we should ask. Because <laughs> if I have any question of something on Instagram and I give I give my lady the phone, she'll find that out real quick. She'll deep dive FBI mode on Instagram. You know, so look, get out their business. Focus on the Holy Spirit that Jesus has given you. Because nothing can separate us from God's love, you know. And in those times when we can't do our for, do for ourselves, God's gonna do it for us as long as we are faithful to Him and true to Him. So let's just focus up on that, you know. He's our hope. He has redeemed us. You know, every day we have the opportunity to be made new in His eyes. And when we look in that mirror, we're not gonna see the mistakes and the baggage and the pain and all the suffering we go through. We're gonna look in the mirror and see a confident, bold man and woman of Christ. You know, someone who's who's truly devoted their life and. From that devotion, we're going to see the fruits come true. You know, we just got to be patient. You know, we got to be humble and focus on his timing. So let's just, you know, if you take anything from this, just really lock in this week. Really just lock in. Even tonight, it's not too late to, I don't know what time you listen to this, whatever time it is. 
it's never too late to lock in. So let's, let's lock in and run it up. God yep. plus nothing equals everything. Say it again. <laughs> probably heard. Louder. God plus nothing equals everything. Good night. Good night. <laughs> We're really not done because we got to pray. Yeah, never ending. It's never ending. You got anything else, Chris? Forever pod. Uh, no, I'm good. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna pray it out real quick. Anyone you wanna pray? Okay. All right, Anna's gonna pray us out. So <laughs> pay attention. Dear God, I thank you for this day. I pray that for every person that is listening to this podcast, that you would come and comfort them in whatever situation they're facing. God, I pray that they would rejoice and praise you in the mountains and the valleys, all the same, Father. Um, I just pray for each of us to desire your wisdom um, and your plans and your path for our life. God, I pray that you would give us a greater understanding um, and trust in your plan and your ways, Father. I pray that with whatever we're walking through, whether it be hard um, or ordinary daily life, that you would fill in the gaps, Holy Spirit, that you would come alongside of us, partner with us, be our comforter, our friend, our guide, our teacher, um, all of the things, Jesus. We thank you and we love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. That's a wrap. Bye.